raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. So the base is angry. At least that's what it seems like after the 24 Iowa caucus is over. And unlike four years ago, the results are in and it happened very quickly. President Trump swept all but one of Iowa's 99 counties to get a 30-point victory over Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. He only lost that one county by one vote. Well, so we talked about this yesterday, that this would either be the greatest political upset in American history, like take Dewey defeats Truman times 10, or this was going to be a, a, you know, a bloodbath, and it was a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. And you look at where Trump won, how he won, and it is a clear message that the American, the, the Republican primary base voter, which I think New Hampshire is a different animal. I think Iowa is more in touch with the kind of the traditional Republican primary base than a New Hampshire w- will be coming up. They have essentially said 2020 was fixed. We got screwed. Trump was a good president. And you can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. <laughs> and the resume didn't matter. The, the actions didn't matter. The way the person was going to govern didn't matter. I, I mean, on paper, Ron DeSantis completely blows Donald Trump on all those things out of the water. And the great thing about voting is people can have any reason they want to go and vote. You have a reason. It might be different than me. My reason might be different than Kevin. Mine is mostly born out of revenge. Yours might be better public policy. But we're, our votes all count the same. I mean, unless it's in like Pennsylvania and then people just start <laughs> maybe filling out ballots that weren't theirs and sending them back or you know in Michigan where mm-hmm. you know they just shut the counting down in the middle of the night and then magically a bunch of votes show up but I digress Casey mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I'm what I'm saying is the Republican primary base voter is sending a message that they are they in their mind are going to take their country back this fall now will it work out I think Donald Trump has got a lot of hurdles that he's going to have to overcome. I think he's going to have to set an actual vision for the country. And uh, I think that's going to be a challenge for him because he's been so focused on trying to litigate the past. But somebody's got to get through to him. You can't undo 2020. It were the 2024, buddy. And people want a vision for America. They want to know how you're going to get inflation under control. They want to know how you're going to get gas prices under control. They want to know how you're going to solve the southern border, Ukraine, Israel, Hamas, all of these things. That is where his focus should be now because he is going to be the Republican nominee as we've known for months. Well, the unofficial results have Trump at 51% with DeSantis at 21 and then Nikki Haley at 19. I was disappointed Vivek Ramaswamy didn't have the surprise that he also wanted. But you're right. I think a lot of people are thinking the memories of when he was president. They remember the economy was better and the fact that there weren't any wars. And hopefully people are banking on the fact that Donald Trump will get us back there. And you mentioned something interesting about the 2020 election. They were polling people, entrance polls, going into the caucus last night. And according to CBS News, 88% of the people asked 
thought that Joe Biden did not legitimately win in 2020. Yeah. And that's what they're holding on to still. Yeah. And, and but again, it doesn't matter right now because you've got to you've got to focus on 2024. Everything for Trump going forward. I mean, Nikki, I love Nikki Haley declaring some sort of moral victory, finishing third and then acting like it's going to matter in New Hampshire, South Carolina. And saying it's a two person race now. <laughs> she got what is she looking at? That's hilarious. It, 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 it And I, I think. The challenge is going to be, how does Trump unite the Republican Party? Because there was a strong anti-Trump sentiment in 2016. But at the end, I think people said, hey, we definitely don't want Hillary. And so we've got to try to just hold our nose and vote for Trump. And there was just enough of, of that that he's able to get across the finish line. I think that gap has widened a little bit in terms of people who loathe Trump more than they loathe him in 2016. And I think he's got that's going to be a big lift because he's going to have to get all of those people back in the box somehow. And that's why I come back to if he were, you notice Trump's been pretty well behaved the past month or two. I mean, he's had these legal proceedings, but those, you know, not his fault, but he's been pretty well behaved. He hasn't like accused women of bleeding badly from a facelift or, you know, et cetera. Trump needs to be very well behaved over the next couple months. And and my point of all this is if he gets focused on the agenda and gets off the nicknames and gets off the Republican bashing, he's going to win. You don't need to bash Nikki Haley. You don't need to do any of this. Get focused on unifying the Republican Party mm-hmm. around an actual agenda because it will also lift these down ballot candidates who are going to be sorted out in their primaries coming up over the next several months, and it will give a unified platform, vision, et cetera, for the country. And that is 100%. That is 100% on Trump to do that right now. Well, there's still time for him to behave badly because he's now headed towards that E. Jean Carroll case. But there were just over 110,000 Republicans participating in the caucus this year, which was lower than in 2016, where there was 187,000. Could it have been the weather? Possibly. The National Weather Service did confirm that it was the coldest in its 50-year history. And even Donald Trump, he was acknowledging it, saying that uh, even if you vote and pass away, it's worth it. You know, (laughs) he's saying, make it your last dying effort to put him back in the Oval. But this is how it went down. 30 minutes in, CNN projecting that Donald Trump <laughs> won the caucus. Okay. All right, John King, we can now make a very important projection. CNN projects that Donald Trump will win the Iowa caucus. <laughs> CNN can make this projection based on his overwhelming lead in our entrance mm-hmm. poll of Iowa caucus doors and some initial votes that are coming in. The former president pulling off a huge early victory in his bid to return to the White House. Trump easily defeating his top opponents. Ron DeSantis. Okay, so Ron DeSantis not happy about that because he was saying people in other counties were still voting yeah. when CNN started projecting that. And then everyone else followed suit with CBS and ABC and the Associated Press poll. You you texted me because, I, I, again, as I fully disclosed yesterday, I was not having anything to do with this. I've mm-hmm. been a part of whatever it was, five or six of them. And I just reached a point where football was just more important to me than, you know, we were going to know the results, right? Yeah. And so you- te- I thought it would be maybe one in the morning. <laughs> you texted me at like, whatever it was, 7.30. And you're like, hey, CNN is calling it for Trump. I was like, that can't even possibly right. <laughs> I I, and I feel bad because I, it might have came off rather condescending. I wasn't being that to you. I was just like, 
they haven't even started voting yet, Casey. And they're like, no, they're calling it. CBS is not. I was like, that is really bad. And this is the world we live in where everybody wants to be first. And and if you're DeSantis or Nikki Haley, you probably were pissed off about that. Yep. Because it really is, well, what's the point of even being here? I'm Right. I'm even a- we're still arguing the case for Ron DeSantis and uh, the networks and the mainstream media is already calling it for Trump. It was 831, by the way, when I texted you. CNN just called it for Trump. You said, LOL, it just started. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what it is. Okay. So I, I want to clarify something because- Tony and Hammer and Nigel handle this differently than than I have. Um, they're much more apt to fight with people on social. I've largely given that up unless you're a like a named, I mean, politicians or elected people or whatever. I will still certainly fight with them, but I've largely given up fighting with random people on social media. So I, I'm going to clarify this and then we're going to be done with it. I always will vote for the person that I think is best for the job. And I will tell you who I think is best for the job. Ron DeSantis, resume-wise, is light years ahead of where Donald Trump was in terms of how people govern because they you know, governed in the same time frame and how they handled issues. I am never going to apologize for saying that I think Ron DeSantis would be a markedly better president than Donald Trump will be, and Ron DeSantis governed far better than Donald Trump governed when he was president. That would be disingenuous. Part of the charm of the show is you're always going to hear exactly what we think. We're never going to take the easy road out. And I'm not going to lie to you now and be like, oh, yeah, Trump will be great. I think Trump is going to have many, many major issues as president, not just brought on by the swamp or the establishment or whatever. From his own doing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He has his whole life been a big government guy. He has no plans to shrink the scope or size of the federal government that I have heard laid out. Maybe you've heard it. I don't I don't know. But that to me is unacceptable. What Donald Trump did during COVID is unacceptable. So I'm not going to insult your intelligence just to get a few cheap applause lines from people on social media to have lied to you from the beginning and go, yeah, I think Trump would be the best. That being said, and I've Casey, I've been, if nothing, consistent on this. I would 100%, now he's going to be, I said I would, now I will, 100% support Donald Trump against Joe Biden because he is a million times better than Joe Biden. If you're taking some victory lap today because Donald Trump is the nominee, then you're not really a person who's probably totally about the best government. And that's okay. You can vote on whatever drives you to the polls. Many, many people, it is about settling the score for 2020. Many, many people, it's about a middle finger at the establishment of this country. And those are all great. I choose to vote on who I think would govern the best, and everybody's okay. That's fine, 100%. But if you're taking some victory lap today on this, would you have felt the same way? If DeSantis had beaten Trump, would you do the same thing I'm doing today, which is saying, hey, whoever it is, DeSantis or Trump, I'm going to be on board with that because it's for the best of the country. Would you have done the same thing today if the roles were reversed? And if the answer is no, then you need to check yourself because everybody's entitled to vote for who they think is best. Everybody's entitled to support whoever they want. But would you have done with the because there's many Trump people out there who would not have done the right thing if Ron DeSantis somehow won Iowa. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.